Hello, and welcome to Be an Instructional Design Rockstar with Blair Stamper. We're in season two of this podcast, and we're going to do things a little bit differently. And as many of you know, I'm currently working on my dissertation with Arizona State University. So this season is actually going to be part of my research design. And what that means is this podcast is going to be used more so as a reflective piece from beginning to end of an entire design and development process. So each podcast will be a week-long amount of reflections, and I'm really excited to share this with you. Let's get started. February 25th, 2022. Many of my courses are now finishing up the course design phase of the course development process, and have begun building in Canvas, our learning management system. I'm noticing that less conversation is now occurring regarding types of active learning in the course. This may be due to the stage of the planning process that the faculty members are now in. Now that they have been working on their active learning course planning map for the past five to six weeks, many of them are in a groove and do not need as much input or ideas from me as the instructional designer. Once three modules or so are completed in the course planning map, the remainder of the map is quite smooth sailing since many courses either repeat the format or we have discussed in our consultations for future challenges that may occur or come up. As faculty move into the development process, I'll begin reviewing the instructions for activities with the level of ICAP that they categorized for each. Similar to how I check for alignment between course objectives and module objectives, I'll also do the same for the category of the ICAP framework. This will be how I can continue the conversation regarding active learning and the ICAP framework further into the course design and development process. Something really cool happened this week regarding my colleagues. In our team meeting, it was brought up that two other IDs on the team accidentally used the active learning course planning map with their own faculty. They reported that while they didn't explain what the ICAP framework is to their faculty, faculty still took the time to review the information and categorize the activities in their course. One ID said that their faculty realized on their own that their course was very passive and active and started discussions in their consultations as to how they could move their course to be at the constructive and interactive levels instead. I was actually really excited to hear about this because it's a great example of showing that it's not just me working with the faculty, that this could be an improvement for our course design and development process, but hopefully any ID can implement this active learning course planning map and increase the amount of active learning in their online courses at their institution. Reflection recap. What was my greatest success this week? I had two successes this week. First, I presented my research at the TCDC Education Research Conference. I was able to have great conversations with colleagues, especially in the online community. My second success was hearing how our team has been successfully integrating the ICAT framework into multiple avenues for faculty. While it is not the end solution for all course design problems, it is a great tool that we can draw upon in our course design and development journeys. What was my greatest challenge this week? 
My greatest challenge was more about problem solving how to present content in a course. The course is extremely technical and is normally presented using HTML web pages due to the math symbols associated with the course. I worked with my ID colleagues to come up with a possible solution, and we will be using Equatio to present the math symbols, allowing them to be accessible for all students and built into Canvas rather than using an external tool. I have not tested the solution yet, but I am hopeful that it will work. How did using the Active Learning Course Planning Map impact the course design and development process this week? The level of detail in the Active Learning Course Planning Map has helped move from design to development extremely smooth. Because everyone has spent so much time and effort in creating a good, well-designed course, development has been quite easy. How did using the Active Learning Course Planning Map differ this week from previous iterations of the course design and development cohorts without the tool? In previous iterations, I would have to read each activity and make assumptions as to what the students would be doing during a course. I was recently glancing at a course's active learning course planning map to ensure a variety of levels in the course. I realized that the course did not have any interactivity and added that discussion to our next consultation meeting. Without the active learning course planning map, this process probably would have taken a lot longer than just being able to glance at what the faculty member was thinking for each activity. Thank you for joining Be an Instructional Design Rockstar with Blair Stamper. I really hope this episode has helped you get into the mind of an instructional designer as I go through an entire design and development process. See you next time.